You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen whipping it up, and I just want to say to everyone that is listening, hello there. It's been a long time, hasn't it? I just want to check in with you all, tap in real quick. Um, There will be no dialogue. There will be a monologue today, and today, or at this time, as you hear me, I just want to share a little story. Story time. All right. So <clears throat> I am uh, I want to share a story about my life and where I'm at right now, personally, professionally, and just what that means. First things first, man, um, it's been almost it's been almost five years since Socks and Sandals has been founded it was it was back in February of 2017 so we're coming up on 5 years and it's been amazing for me to go through this process of starting a podcast some of you are long-time listeners um some of you are have just kind of caught on in the past year or so um but but for those of you that have been on this journey alongside me have hopped on and hopped back off and hopped back on and just kind of tapped in. Um, A lot has happened in the world since 2017. And this podcast and the process of me creating this and taking it to the levels that it's went to 
um, and just kind of going along for the ride, the ups and downs of this life of podcasting and, and just seeing what podcasting the industry has turned into, you know, from when I started to where it is now. And it's just it's amazing to see. But mostly what I want to get at is the personal growth and transformation. Um, and so I just want to share my story. Some of you have heard it, but now it's it's taking a different turn. And so take a journey with me real quick. <clears throat> okay, so 2017, really 2016, I had the idea to start the podcast, right? And I was, at that time, I was working at National General Insurance. Um, I was doing, I was, I was good at my job. I was one of the top, I was in sales. It was a call center environment, but it was, it was pretty laid back as in you just come in, you do what you do, you eat what you kill, make your commission, um, work a minimum 40 hours a week. But if you really want to get it, you work in 45, 50 plus hours because the money was there. The opportunity was there. Right. And so, you know, I had started there in 2013 by 2016, you know, it was kind of those things where when you get on a job and once you kind of master your craft, you get bored and you get uninterested. And that's where I was at. I was bored. I was doing good, but I was bored. Right. And so I was looking for our, what is, what's gonna excite me again. I used to make music. I used to be a producer. I used to rap, even though I only rap because I just wanted to make music. I didn't really care about rapping. I just wanted to make beats and have another excuse to make beats. But basically I had been extremely creative, um, my whole life. I started making music in, in high school. And so, um, I noticed a void in me and I needed to create something. And I always wanted to get into radio and so podcasting was kind of taking off. And um, I listened to a lot of podcasts on my commute to and from work because I live so far from my job. And that just made the drive enjoyable listening to podcasts. And so it clicked in my mind like, yo, I should do this. Like I, I wanted to get into radio, but they don't pay enough. But I could at least do the podcast from my house and I could still work a job and do a podcast at any time. Just get a laptop, get a mic and record. And so that's what I did. Um I had an idea to talk about all the things that I already talk about, that I already discussed, that I had a curiosity about. And so that's why we talk about all things, you know, black, all things, society, culture, history and religion. Um, a lot of questions that you hear me ask people in these interviews. I've been dying to ask people of of you know subject matter experts on those matters. I've been dying to ask those questions for years, really my whole life. Um, and so this podcast afforded me the opportunity to do that. Not only did it afford me the opportunity to do that, but the amount of growth and change that I have experienced in the past four and a half, five years. I mean, I could not have foreseen my life turning out like this. Uh, and, and I'm saying it in a good way. I could not have seen myself grow to this magnitude. I could not have forecasted me. Well, I could have forecasted me walking away from Christianity because I already had already had some questions and some things didn't add up. That was kind of the reason that one of the reasons why I started the podcast, because I wanted to ask some in-depth questions. I wanted to interrogate my faith to the to the furthest degree to make sure that 
yo, if I'm going to believe this, I need to know everything that I need to know. And I need to have all questions answered so that I can feel confident about sharing this um, from a, a place of knowledge and not a place of zeal. So <clears throat> I asked all the questions. I went down all the paths. I read the books and I came to the conclusion like, oh, no, I, I can't continue to believe this if I'm going to be, you know, if I'm going to have some type of intellectual integrity. And so then that's just me. <clears throat> that's my conclusion. That's my, you know, that's my conviction. But that's that's what this podcast helped me do. But it helped me do it in such a way where, you know, I'm talking to people that have tens and 20 years of, of experience of, you know, whatever subject that they, they they've been studying, you know, people that have read hundreds of books, you know, thousands and thousands of hours of material. And they're just giving me the information within a 90 minute, two hour, maybe maybe three or four hour conversation. But nonetheless, I'm getting like master classes and so are you so are you guys um but i'm but i'm in the thick of it you know what i mean like i'm creating the questions i'm i'm dealing with the battle of either knowing when to to argue when to just shut up and just let them talk uh when to hop in you know i'm learning how to hold a conversation even even better than what i what i did when i was in sales because when I was in a call center, of course, I'm just over the phone selling and holding the conversation and directing the conversation, which help, which has helped me in podcasting. But then when you're in person and the emotions are flowing and, you know, then you start cutting people off when you start cutting people or me, I'll start cutting people off. And when you do that in person, it's extremely rude, way, way more rude than <laughs> over the phone. Right. So. But I say all that to say. I quit my job May 1st, 2018, right? I was so fed up with my job. I was so fed up with my life, to be honest. That's really what it comes down to. I was not fulfilled in life. I realized that there were so many more things important to me than just making money for the sake of making money, you know, selling 40 50 policies a week whatever just making all these transactions but not making a difference you know like not making a difference not doing anything that i could come home and be proud about and to be honest you know in any corporate environment any corporate sales environment um, your sales managers, and I'm not saying it's not an indictment on them personally, but it's really the pressure that comes down from the top, especially if you're in a publicly traded company and they want those quarterly results to look good because they're promising their investors that they're going to give them certain results based on their forecast. And so some of the things that they tell us to do in order to get sales and get our numbers up, they're legal, but they're unethical, right? It's fair. In the in the game of sales, as long as long as you word it correctly and then, you know, they they agree to it. That's it's they agree to the contract, but it's unethical. And. I got sick of it. I had been in I had been in insurance for 10 years and I was tired of it and I I wanted to make a difference. 
I wanted to and I wanted to prove to myself that I could build something of my own. You know, as as I built up the podcast, that was like a struggle. The first 20 weeks were so freaking hard. The first 20 episodes were so hard. And I wanted to quit so many times, but I had told myself I'm going to commit to a year of episodes, 52 episodes weekly, releasing an episode every week. And I had told myself that before I started and I put pressure on myself to do it. And it was hard, man. But then I did it. But after like after around 20 episodes, it started like having a life of its own. People were asking to come on a podcast, DMing me, emailing me, and it wasn't so hard to get guests. So I was like, all right, that takes the pressure off me getting somebody to to show up. And I had people showing up to the house with no Zoom or nothing. So I just had people showing up to the house and you know, we were recording in my dining room and um, every week, you know, and. But it started taking a life of its own and it just it started rolling. And then I just kind of was just honestly just tired. Just, all right, this is a lot, a lot of work. You know, I got the wife, got the kids, got my job and I'm doing this. And man, this is this is pretty taxing mentally. But the show just had it just took on a life of its own. And I would get so many referrals for different guests. And even if I didn't want to do it, it didn't matter. I had opportunity. And so. Long story less long, while I was recording, I was dead set on an entrepreneurial journey, um, no longer working a job, because in my mind, working a job meant doing something that you didn't want to do just for money. Money is the only reward, and I didn't want any parts of that. And I also wanted control over my schedule. And I just wanted, I wanted my own thing. Like I wanted to prove to myself once again that I could do something. I could build something. And I have something, an asset of my own um, that no one else has control over. And that if I, if I have a, a good day or a good week or a good month or a good year, I reap the benefits of that. And I don't just get a crumb as it, as you know, because that's what happened to me in corporate America. You know, I left my my company with the two million dollar book of business um that i was getting paid a fraction of it each year and when i leave that stays with them i don't get to take those commissions you know and so i was jaded (laughs) i was jaded to say the least about working a job and you know when i when i was thinking about working a job um it was like man you have somebody controlling your schedule controlling your life putting pressure on you and I just didn't want any parts of that and and the more and more I was in sales the more and more became high pressure and you have different managers coming on and changes in the company and all of that type of stuff so I told myself I told my wife when I left like if I the only job that I can take is a job that is close to the house like within Portland no further than downtown but but it's preferably in North or Northeast Portland. And it has to align with my values. That's the only way I would take a job. And so I was content to drive Uber and Lyft until I found a job or best case scenario, my business takes off. Podcasting takes me to whatever heights 
Um, but I had I had no plan. <laughs> you know, I had zero plan as far as what podcasting would do for me. I had an idea. I was like, oh man, if I get real big, then I can maybe do a Patreon and um, or maybe sell ads or do whatever. But I just wanted to make money on my own. But I didn't have a plan with podcasting. I was just kind of hoping for the best. And so in that in that in the meantime, in between time, driving Uber and Lyft. Um, on nights and weekends or sometimes mornings because mornings was actually pretty good so you know that was an era that was an era for me of of doing that but as you could imagine that gets old quick it's, it was fun i'm not gonna lie i had a I had a great time being able to drive around talk to people which i love talking to people and having conversations you can I, if you can pay me to have a conversation i'll do it so i can talk to a whole bunch of people have conversations learn about my city best of all listen to podcasts and listen to my to my favorite music all day every day like that that was a selling point for me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't mind driving as long as i got something cool to listen to i'm good i can do anything with good music or, or a good podcast um but fast forward let me get to the point um i thought that i would not work a job again like literally in my mind i thought yo i'm gonna do this you know freelance thing until business takes off some form or fashion and so the next business plan or idea was uh to get into coaching professional coaching and i wanted to do i wanted to coach initially coach entrepreneurs black entrepreneurs um and help them navigate white supremacy that turned into just more or less professional development so you don't have to necessarily be an entrepreneur you could be any type of professional that wants to sharpen your skills um, when it comes to knowing what racism is and how it works and being able to create strategies that are sustainable as far as defeating the system of racism and so that's what i do now with universal professional development so i launched that last year in um officially in September of 2020, I had been working on the business model, my philosophy and, and my and my programming. I've been working on that for a good year uh, in advance of it. But I, I launched the, the first course in September of 2020. And what kind of jump started that launch, because I wasn't sure when I was going to launch it. I was working on it for a long time. But then when I got the Jane Elliott interview, I was like, oh, this is it. I'm going to have a lot of attention off this Jane Elliott interview. Let me go ahead and put a date on the launch and then let me start marketing it, you know. And so um, I did that. I marketed it. Uh, I put the Jane Elliott interview out in, I want to say, late June, early July. I got no response, like zero inquiries for a month. And then. Uh, shout out to you if, if you're listening. Uh, William Johnson, he was the one that facilitated. He basically helped me get um, Jane Elliott, that Jane Elliott interview, and he co-hosted it with me. But in August of 2020, he reached out and he was like, "Hey, man, are you still doing that that course, the eight-week course, man? I, I want to be a part of it." And I'm like, "For real?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I, I would love to do that." I was like. Okay. Now I was already like done with it. I was like, all right, I got no response. I'm not doing it. <laughs> plan B. I don't know what plan B is going to be, but I'm, you know, so I was no longer actively marketing the course. 
But that one person, he said, yo, I want to be a part of it. And that just changed everything for me. So that was early August. And then in about a week or two, I created a pr promotional video. And um, and from that video, I got like four or five people to sign up. Six minute video. Uh, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. It's happening. Right. And so and then after that, a few more folks signed up. But that happened. And so that was the beginning of me actually monetizing the podcast, even though it's not directly tied to the podcast because of the podcast, because of the work that I've done, um, the I guess the branding that I've done around myself. People know who I am and what I'm about. Y'all y'all know how I get down. And when I talk about these issues, I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not pussyfooting around it like Socks and Sandals podcast, Emmanuel Williams, we get busy, right? And so when I when I put it out there, it was, of course, peers and other folks that either have been on the podcast or, of course, listen to the podcast. Um, even had somebody not even from Portland, had someone from Georgia sign up. So it was just like, man, this is this is amazing. Like this is the, the power of podcasting and creating an audience, uh, a tribe, you know, and so. So that happened. And also in August, I took a temporary job and this was my first job since 2018. So August 2020, I take a job, temporary job with um, the Black United Fund. And they were um, they were facilitating dispersing funds for the Oregon Cares Fund, which was um, in this Oregon Cares Fund was for black families and black businesses that have been negatively affected by COVID-19. And so I worked on that project from August to December. It was just temporary. Boom, that was done. But I got a taste of working, but also this was working remote. And so working remote changed the game. So I was doing my podcast. Um, I was teaching at SEI. I was doing that in person, but then I was teaching at SEI for the after school program remotely. And then, you know, I'm teaching my course. I got my course. SEI and I have a job all virtual all from the house and I just changed my mind and my attitude toward working <laughs> and I'm like yo I can work a job and be remote and I don't have to I don't have to go to Hillsborough I don't have to go to Beaverton I don't have to commute you know an hour one way in the morning and um hour and a half back like I can just do this from home and it changed my mind and my outlook. And I noticed how less stressed I was when I had a steady paycheck. I mean, of course, that makes sense to everyone's regular mind. But I was so used to, you know, living off commission. I had been in sales. I have not had a regular job since college. I have not an hourly job. Every job I had, it was uh eight and a half years of insurance sales it was a very dark 18 months <laughs> selling cable and internet uh, and home phones at comcast and i thought that was the move and i got out of there real quick and went right back to insurance because that was that was terrible but i've always lived off commission always so actually let me let me wrap this up because I didn't, I didn't mean to go this long with this story but Fast forward 
September 20th, 2021, I started my first day as a full-time employee of the Black United Fund. I am the Community Justice and Equity Coordinator. And, um, you know, I'm in the office now, but I do have the option to work remote. But the office is 15 minutes from my house. And it's literally five minutes from my daughter's school. So it's just right after I drop her off from school and go five minutes down Alberta and I'm, I'm at I'm at work. And. It's 16, 17 blocks from the house that I grew up in. And I'm working. With black people, for black people, on behalf of black people. And it aligns with my values, with my passions. And so, you know, even when I did it temporarily, when I was working in 2020 from August to December, you know, working eight hours straight was an adjustment because I have been used to just being on a road for a few hours and then getting off and then being on the road for another few hours, four or five hours and then getting off. But working eight hours for your passion. It's like when I when I'm doing podcasting, like I could I could have a 4-hour conversation and it doesn't feel like anything. And I'm like, "Yo, I'm getting paid to do what I love for the people that I care about and the cause and mission that I care about the most, equipping, empowering, engaging, encouraging black folks in Portland." The whitest city in America, I can produce justice for those that need the most help, which is and, and that's us black folks in Portland, super minorities right now, right? I get to create equity programs, create ownership, help black businesses get what they need. What? And so I'm doing that and I'm interfacing with people that I've been wanting to talk to anyway and and develop a relationship with anyway. And now it's just like, it's a forced relationship, but it's a great mutual It's a beautiful way to do it. So I say all that to say, man, it's been a four plus almost basically five year journey for me to be able to recreate my life where work and passions align and me going to work for eight hours it does not feel like anything like i it's crazy and maybe because i just started it's week two but still it's just like man this is this is amazing this is so amazing and what i do at work overlaps with what I'm already doing with the podcast and with professional development, specifically the professional development course um, and the folks that I've been able to get in front of. And I mean, the, the class that we have right now, the 10 folks that we have. Oh, my God, it's amazing, amazing group of people. But, you know, financially. I hit rock bottom a couple years ago and I survived right like my family is still here uh, we're healthy you know lord willing of course but we are we are healthy we're here house is still intact had a new addition little Aramis, man uh also astro our dog like 
I hit rock bottom financially about two years ago, but it's been up since then. Specifically, you know, last year with the temporary job and um, with the business jumping off. And opportunities and income is only going to go up. And so I want to encourage y'all, man, do the uncomfortable work. You don't have to hit rock bottom like me. Like you don't got to quit. I would encourage you not to quit, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it for me, it's 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 in my personality to uh to go through it and learn from like those hard mistakes and hard lessons. Because if I don't throw myself out there, I'm just not going to do it. For, but that's that's not for everybody. So I don't encourage you to quit without a plan. Quit with the plan. You understand what I'm saying? Because Uber and Lyft ain't, you know, you don't really you don't want to do Uber and Lyft in, in a pandemic. I stopped doing that last year as soon as uh, I think it was February or no, it was it was March. It was March of 2020. Somebody hopped in my car with a mask and that was not common early in March. And they had on latex gloves and I was just sure that they were sick. I was sure that they had the COVID. So I'm like, yo, it just scared the crap out of me. My heart was racing. I was stupid nervous. And I was just, I even, you know, it was, I was dropping them off. I picked them up downtown, just took them over to the Pearl. Uh, I took a wrong turn and I was going, and I was, it was running into a street where there was construction. So I was actually a block from his apartment. And normally I would just go turn around and go. I was like, hey, man, uh, street is closed, but you can get out, though. He's like, oh, man. Oh, okay, All right. No worries. And he just got out. And I was just I couldn't get him out of my car fast enough. And it just scared the crap out of me. I'm like, yo, I'm not playing around with this COVID. And so early March of 2020 was the last day that I um, that I did any type of ride share. And, you know, people making a lot of money now. It's cool. But I'm. I don't care. Thirty three, thirty five dollars an hour on average is not worth it. Playing around with this COVID, you know what I mean? So um, but I say all that to say, yo, whatever you want to do with your life is possible. It's not known how long it's going to take. It don't have to take four or five years. I mean, honestly, if you have a stronger strategy than I did, <laughs> then you can you can make your dreams come true a lot sooner. You know, you can put things into play a lot sooner, a lot faster, especially if you're not in a desperation mode where, you know, you're making half of what you made before, just in the, in the process of trying to turn your life around in the direction that you wanted to go and get into the type of vocation or, you know, launch the type of business that you want to launch to be able to, to sustain you. And so you can enjoy it, you know, because it's hard to enjoy business when you're flat broke. Right. Living from check to check, commission to commission, whatever the case might be. But, yo, I just want to encourage y'all, man. Like. Life is good if you make it that way. Opportunities are out here. Right. So you got to be patient. You got to be persistent and you got to believe. Got to have faith. And just know that you can change your life. You are the master of your fate. There are no excuses for not achieving. Because can't nobody stop you but you. 
is going to be more time where you let yourself down than anybody else. I know that my first year, year and a half of being unemployed or really not unemployed, but like being a self self-employed contractor, whatever, like I was lazy. I was not disciplined. I played a lot of FIFA. Like I I played a lot of Xbox that first year. I was just, you know, <laughs> I was having fun, man. I was a little, a little irresponsible. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I could have worked harder. I could have been more diligent with my planning and, and getting my business jump started. But man, I was tired, bro. Like I had a mini retirement, you know, um, because I was tired. I was working hard nonstop and commuting and not only just commuting, but like stressful commutes where I got to leave work right at the right time so that I can pick up my son and then fight traffic to pick up my daughter before six o'clock so that I don't get fined for being late. And it was so hard to make it there at six o'clock tough and doing that for a couple years straight, man, I was at my wits end and I just needed a break, get out of this high stress sales environment, get out of all this rush hour traffic and only drive when it's not traffic, when I feel like it so I can make some money, whatever the case might be. But yo, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hope you enjoy the story. I hope there were points to take away through all the rambling and, um, and the reflection, but I want to say I, I thank you all for for being here, for listening, for um, texting me after the shows, emailing, hit me on Instagram. Some of you have been been through the course. You're alumni of Know Your Enemy, the Evolution of Racism. And to everyone, I thank you and I appreciate you. All right. So I'll holler at y'all next time. Once again, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla at y'all next time. Grace and peace. Peace.